Oh, look, I never disagree with you, right? Yeah, I, I never disagree. It, it was just uh, finding the right space and time to sort of get my head around it. Broadcasting from Essex, it is the 9th of November and you're listening to Salonomics. The Bitcoin price is currently $65,500. One Satoshi, sorry, one dollar gets you 1,526 Satoshis. I am your host, Aaron Dawn, and joining me once again from North London is my hair, Eddie Jones. <laughs> Joe Memet. Eddie Jones? <laughs> Eddie Jones. You know who Eddie Jones is, is Joe? Is the um, Welsh coach, in it, rugby? Is the England, oh, England rugby coach? Okay. And do you know why he is trending on Twitter today, mate? Well, I know. I know a fan went ran out to the pitch to stop a try, but I don't know if that's the reason. Is that the reason? No, no. He's been clearly been listening to the show uh, because um, he made a comment about uh, Edda, Emma Raducanu and used her as an example of professional sportsmen getting their heads turned and distracted. Once they hit the big time, really, apparently, really, yes, wow, yes, and I called and obviously, it. I called it. You did call it, but obviously, the libtards on Twitter have obviously absolutely lost their mind about how could he say such a thing, even though it's backed up with facts. facts. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you know, and, so. and you know, I was backed by, I was backed by just pure observation, mate. You know, pure observation, she, mate. She, I salute she, you. She won the title. And next day, she was at the event, right? Yeah, she was at the Met Ball, yeah, weren't whatever, she? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So, uh, and, there you go, mate. Wait, Round of applause for you. You, you nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> well done, Eddie you Jones. It. Well done. Yeah, and also, I want to make something of what I, what I said last week. So, obviously, you know I threw the Queen under the bus yes. last week, didn't I? Yes. Um. Did you notice the? I mean, obviously you're a you're a very well-read man of the Sunday the Sunday tabloids. Am um, I? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you read the. I mean, all your stories come from the Daily Mail, mate. So <laughs> you must be reading something. However, I just want to point out the fact that after I threw the Queen under a bus last week, I noticed lots of newspaper journalists in the Sundays. All started to throw the queen under the bus. Exactly. I think you know. Again, our show is a benchmark. People think, well, they can do it. We can do it as well. So yeah, I agree with that. There did. There was a lot of people throwing the queen under the bus. Yeah. Yeah. But the interesting thing is, it hasn't stopped them. That has it. Sort of preaching that sort of ridiculous um, poison of the. Whatever, you know, the sort of COP26 that they want them to sort of say because, um, I mean, Prince Charles is getting lots of um, exposure, Prince William, Prince, Prince Harry, they're all getting their two, two penny opinions in now. I mean, the only one really you've got to sort of say, right, is um, Prince Andrew, <laughs> but he's got different problems. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, yeah, uh, no comment. <laughs> yeah, really. Anyway. Anyway, mate, so then, um, let's set up today's show. So we've got a few, like, cracking little subjects to talk about today. Um, some of them have been brought to our attention this morning, so we're going to riff on those. 
Um, we're going to talk uh, Trevor Sorby deciding to open up his salon as a freelance-only space. The employment laws have finally killed one of the big names in the industry, so we're going to talk about whether that is going to give legitimacy to it as an idea uh, and whether many more salons will be doing it. We're also going to talk a little bit, uh, a little bit about ESG, which most people don't seem to understand what it is, but it stands for Economic Social Governance, and we're going to talk about how that is potentially going to affect the liquidity in your business in the future. And obviously, as usual, we got uh, favourites like Under the Bus. Yeah, um, I can't wait. I can't wait for your Under the Bus because I think that's the best one. Yeah. Okay. Well, is that on due to the fact that you kind of part chose it <laughs> <laughs> this week? No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, uh, you did much better than I did. Anyway. So, so then, you what have you been up to this week then, Joe? It's been seven days since I last spoke to you properly. Well, I've got to sort of say, right, I, I actually sort of said to myself, right, how can I be more sustainable? Okay. To myself. I mean, I've, I've already sort of think I'm sort of very environmental conscious, and even though I don't agree with um, the COP26, I, I do this, I do find wastage and pollution quite a big subject as well, like, you know what I mean? So I, I'm, I'm much more aware of it. So I thought, right, I'm going to stop buying film posters. That's it. Okay. Because that way... That's interesting. Well, I don't have, there, there's no sort of posted, there's no sort of like planes crossing, you know, emissions, all those kind of things. And I've done exactly what you've been telling me to do for a long time. I've got into cryptocurrency. How about that? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I finally wow, decided so... to go into crypto. Wow. Okay. Well, I applaud you for that. Thank um, you. Clearly, clearly you getting involved now must mean that Bitcoin has topped and that we need to sell everything. <laughs> well, no, I probably, apparently I read that it might even reach $1 million, right? Oh, it will. Yeah, it will. I mean? but, but I don't know how um, that would take. It's just when. No, no I, I actually saw like, um, again, I, I kind of, I think I've exhausted myself with the, um, the film poster, um, collection because i've got to a point now where i've got no space now and mm. the film posters i really want you're not going to find them um in some like um some estate sale or someone just sort of came across it with car boots or whatever they you know mm. the, yeah it's like the frankenstein the dracula the king kong these these really iconic uh, film posters which you know very few survived in in in, in first release so I've kind of got as much as I can, and, and I've really got no space. And I don't sell, as you know. I, I'm not very good at, I'm good at buying, but I'm not very good at selling. So I said to myself, I'm done now. I've got one film poster coming from America, ex, um, Exodus, um, a sole bass um, design. And that's it. And I thought, right, today, I've got up this morning. Well, I did so much, was it? It was born yesterday, right? I've been watching um, the Formula One, as you know. And all mm. season, I've seen the uh, the Crypto.com um, advertisements all around the racetrack. Mm. Crypt, you know, so I thought, you know what? If they're being advertising on the um, the Formula One race circuit, they've got to be legit because there's no way uh, Formula One would allow um, sort of like uh, dodgy advertising and things like that. You know, do you know what I mean? So I thought there's some yeah. kind of legitimacy about this. 
So I kind of did the research, you know, I got Rex to get involved as well. So we looked at the, um, the reviews, the pros and cons and things like that. I thought, you know what, I'm going to do it. And, wow. and I saw like, I opened it, you know, just a small open account, just 300 pounds. And um, so, yeah, I've, um, I'm actually into it now. Wow. Okay, well, congratulations, mate. You've finally come over to the dark side yeah. with me. See, I told you, I told you I've been talking sense for many, many years. Oh, I, so... I never disagree with you, right? Yeah. No. I, I never disagree. It, it was just uh, finding the right space and time to sort of get my head around it. You know, the, the, the film poster and the football program collections was, was great fun, but now I've done it and I think myself, right, move on. And you actually said to me about, what, two years ago? In, you know, um, four four years ago, to actually sort of say, I've done all that, move on to the next collection, and, and you were right. Mm. It took me four years mm. to get there, but then, you know. No, no, <laughs> listen, I mean, it, I, I think this is um, this is quite a, quite a good thing, because especially when it comes to, obviously, your, your love of collecting film posters, I mean, surely there has to be uh, a finite amount of time that these film posters, like, they reach a certain level of value before they start declining, right? Because, obviously, the next generation that's coming through, are they going to have the same physical attachment to these film posters that you have? Do you know what I mean? Well, the, the, I mean, the whole idea about collecting, not obsessive, but becoming a collector, right, is, is to have a niche product, right? Mm. And and as you saw that in the film poster um, genre, it's it's becoming scarce by the by the day because you know the the industry, as we know, right, it's not what it used to be. And 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 I think with film posters, but anything with paper is is historic. Is 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 a time what used to be when anything with history attached to it will always sell, Aaron. It will never go down. All right. I mean, for for so. Yeah, totally. Well, imagine you, you you had like John Lennon's yeah. autograph, right? There's always going to be someone that's going to want to pay oh, you definitely. a small fortune for that. But what happens in 200 years' time when John Lennon isn't necessarily as revered as he is now? So will the price of that? But will the price of that no, go I, down? I that's think, all I'm I asking. It, I, don't, I, I don't know certain the characters in history would never will always be popular. I mean, even though John Lennon's been dead for what 40 years. About 1980, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And he's still as big as ever. Elvis Presley still as big as ever. You, you know what I mean? Michael Jackson's not so sad to sort of say, right? He has got a little bit of a stigma to it, but certain characters would never ever die. And I, th- I think John Leonard, the Beatles, is is in that um, that category really. So I, I I hear what you're sort of saying, but again, historic figures. You know, the, the one person people should be collecting now, my one word of advice, right, is Pele. You know, because Pele is, you know, sort of sad to sort of hear that he's, he's Ill, Ill health. But the minute he dies, you know, his signatures will be worth, woo. And anything with Pele will go, woo, go up. My, look at Muhammad Ali. Look at Dave yeah. Bowie. You know, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, so I think... So future yeah, generations well, will gravitate to these people because they're they're on record, aren't they? You know, I mean, there's there's historic backups to all this. You know, their songs, their films, their lifestyles. So it it would never they would never die, never die. 
Okay, well that's good. I mean, look, that, like you say, these are all different yeah. kinds of investment vehicles, and and like you've you've advocated for a while, the best investment vehicles are things that you actually get yeah. joy out of, right? So whether yeah. it's art, collectibles, antiques, doesn't matter what it is, as long as you're getting joy out of it, there's a certain yeah. value to that, right? Go Salon automates your retail process. We connect you and your client to a distributor online that will fulfill your order and send it direct to your customer. This enables all of our users to earn commission without any extra work. It's that simple. Sign up today, gosalon.uk. Well, can I share with you? I mean, look, this is one of the this is one of the things that I've been studying for over about over four years, uh, and it is the the idea that the current financial legacy system that we're in of U.S. dollars and pounds, and you know, you using banks to get your loans and and this, that, and the other, is kind of failing, and it's failing fast. and And this is one of the reasons why people are migrating out of. Uh, Bitcoin, uh, sorry, out of dollars, paper money, and into Bitcoin, uh, because they do see that Bitcoin is the future of finance, right? Mm -hmm. And obviously, we are the equivalent of 1994 um, when it comes to the internet today in Bitcoin. You know, a lot of tools, a lot of things are still being kind of built out. Um, But I have so much kind of conviction to what is going on um for anyone that wants to dip their toe in the water shall we say and take the same pathway as joe i've got a great way of you know everyone's current account is paying 0.01 percent interest in fact current accounts have been negative interest rates for a long time because a lot of current accounts you have to pay say like, say, you you have know, to pay, 10 yeah. pound a month yeah exactly you have to pay 10 pound a month so when you actually um, calculate the interest rate, you're actually getting a negative interest interest rate because people used to get paid 1% on their, their current accounts, but now it's, like I say, 0.0135%. It's literally nothing. So I've got a way of you getting interest on your current account. Do you want me to share yeah, with please. you how to do yeah. that, Joe Mehmet? Right. So now you've signed up for Crypto.com. And by the way, everyone, if you sign up to Crypto.com using our referral code, which I've put on the Telegram channel, uh, you get $25 worth of free crypto. Uh, Just as a a little kind of thank you. We also get $25 too. But anyway, so let me walk you through this. So, you know, disposable income, right? Every single month, if you've got like your salary going into a bank account and you've got disposable income and it and it and it ticks up every month, you know, whatever that disposable income is, a couple hundred pounds a month. Obviously, you're getting 0.01% interest on that, that couple hundred pounds a month. How about set up a standing order every month from your current account with your average disposable income? So say for your argument's sake, say it's a hundred pounds a month, right? Send that to crypto.com, convert it into BTC, Bitcoin or Ethereum and just watch the amount of value measured in pounds. Watch it go up every single month. It's as simple as that. I worked out the compound annual uh, growth rate of Bitcoin based on the last five years, Joe Mehmet, is 244% per year. So... I have to say this isn't financial advice, 
But, you know, it kind of is yeah, financial just, just advice. Yeah, you just have to look at the numbers, you? Don't just you? have to say it. So, yeah, so yeah you've just got to look at the numbers. And if you're putting £100... Let me let me do a calculation, right? Because I've got a... I have a compounding annual growth rate calculator right here. Uh, and I, I'm going to put all this in the uh, comments uh, or the show notes. Say we've got nothing. Initial balance is zero. The annual interest rate is 244%. So this is compound interest. Uh, say in the next one year, right? Just one year, and you put in $100 a month every month. Guess how much you would have by the end? Tell me. So you would have, so you'd have put in over a year $1,200. Yes. You would have earned $4,000. By the end of the year, so uh, as a profit of two thousand eight hundred dollars. Yeah. And and the thing is, mate, you can automate this, so you don't even have to know it's happening. You set it up once; it generates in the background. At the end of year one, if it carries on going on the way it's it's kind of gone on average the last five years, you are looking at a compounding interest rate of eight hundred and twenty-one percent a year. So there you go, guys. A free tip for you. Earn free money just by listening to Salonomics. What can I say, Joe? No, no. How cool is that? Easy. Cool is Easy, that? mate. Easy. So, yeah. I check out... So what I'll do is I'll add that reference code on the front page of Salonomics.com. And it'll be in the show notes as well. So however you listen to Salonomics, um, there'll be a link to our Telegram group. And it will show you the step-by-step. Uh, instructions of doing that but like I say it's very very simple set up a standing order convert the pounds into Bitcoin and watch the value go up measured in pounds and then the extra add-on to that Joe Mehmet as well because obviously a lot of questions um, I get asked by people is well how do I spend it you know once it's there how do I spend it great thing is with crypto.com they actually give you a visa card yeah so you'll have an app on your phone you can literally withdraw it from your crypto account into your current account and then use your Visa card to go and spend That, that was the one of the reasons why I actually saw, like, went to this site, actually, because um, there is an end user to it. Because be before I was always so to you, but, yeah, with the Bitcoin um, sort of, like, phenomenon, that there was never an end user per se. But with this, you've got, you got a, a Visa card, actually, and, and yeah, you've got an off ramp. Yeah. It's it's what's known That's in the industry as an on and off ramp. Anyway, what card? Kind of, guess what card I'm going for? Free. Go on then, mate. What color? Uh, go on, have a guess. Uh, red, I guess. No, I'm red. going for the um, obsidian. Obsidian black, right? Because ah, you know nice. the private jet partnership, right? <laughs> oh, you're a high roller. Oh, yeah. Now, you're going for the high not. roller. I'm going to go for um, it's more like the midnight blue and ruby steel. You know what I mean? So. Nice. <laughs> Nice. Well, that's the other great thing with this Visa card is all spending done on this card. You get cash back yeah. um, in crypto too, yeah. um, which obviously is the native kind of CRO token. But I would just convert that into BTC the second you get the opportunity. So, so there you go. Financial advice, but technically caveated, not financial advice. Only invest what you can afford to lose. Yada 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 and, yada. And go snores. to Bitcoin. Essex for more. Um... Oh, yes. Yes. So obviously you can check out BitcoinEssex.co.uk uh, for more on that too. Um, and yeah, while we're here, I mean, Crypto.com haven't endorsed us to share that message. No. 
This is something I'm doing off my own back, which I think now it's time. Bitcoin hit a new all-time high today, measured in pounds. Joe Mehmet, did you see that? No. Um, let's have... So, Bitcoin measured in pounds today, hit an all-time high of 49,000 pounds. Okay, it's $65,000. Six, $65,000, but in pounds... I, I must admit, right, I, I, the minute I just kicked on it, right, right, it just went up by 5% <laughs> or something like that, you know what I mean? It went up by 65700 It's just gone down now to 770 Oh, oh right, all right, this is boring. It's gone down now. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's a volatile market. Well, you but, know what, this is it, but, though. But this is what I'm going to find really fascinating because I've got the um, the, the the trading things now because crypto.com, right, that's still with all the cryptocurrencies, right? They've got, like, what, 99 currencies or something like that? You know what I mean? So I'm just going to keep an eye on it now. Really, I think it'd be... Well, don't drive yourself mad. No, like I say, for fun. those that don't want to be distracted, just put it in a Bitcoin, forget about yeah. it. Yeah. That's yeah. all you got to do. Um, so then, Joe Mehmet, should we get on to the next yeah, subject? Yeah, please, mate. Come on. All right. So the next subject is Trevor Sorby opening up a freelancer's paradise in the centre of London. Right, so come then, in, Joe in, Mehmet, in, what's your hot take on that? Well, my, my take is the fact that, right, I didn't think Trevor Sorby owned a salon anymore anyway because I know he was... He, not that I know him personally to sort of say this, but I didn't think he was very well. Uh, so he hasn't been on the on the um, the shop floor for years. So it's quite interesting that his salon, right, is offering um, space now, which I, I suppose um, it's a it's an indication how the industry is suffering, right, because they have to um, be creative. It's just basically another rented chair system, right? Yeah. But open to um, anybody who who happens to want to be, you know, in a, in a, in a, it's a lovely salon, by the way, the Common Garden Salon. It's a beautiful salon. So, I, I said, I don't know. I mean, what's the difference between working with renting a chair at Trevor Sorby or renting a chair at um, Auntie Ethel's, I mean, um, in Peckinwine Street. What will be the difference? Well, there's going to be no difference. I just think it's quite a profound statement that one of the icons of British hairdressing has gone down this road. You know, will it give legitimacy to other salons to try this out? Because don't forget, Joe Mehmet, when we were setting up Alexandra Street uh, Studio... Yeah. We had this idea, obviously, to, to build the yeah. uh, freelance studio. Yeah. Um, but the government at the same time were pushing the ISO 9002, weren't they? Which was all about um, getting people that were self-employed in salons into being fully yeah. employed. Yeah. Um, so there was a kind of juxtaposition there, weren't they? Where the government were kind of forcing you to become employed... But at the same time, raising all the taxes and all the bureaucracy and all the admin needed to become employed, that it just made it completely non-viable, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. So that's why we were trying to set up the Alexander Street studio. But obviously, as you know, kind of COVID killed that whole idea. Um, so we, we moved on to Pastures New. But... Like I say, with Trevor entering this space, I, and I know Trevor actually, um, for those that don't know, Trevor actually doesn't own his own name anymore. It was sold to a Dubai consortium called the Grooming Company Holding, um, 
which apparently uh, they bought Trevor Sorby uh, in February 2017. So once again, it's just what does this mean for the industry? If one of the big players is doing it, I mean, who's next? Tony and Guy? Sassoon? Well, Tony and Guy are all franchises, right? Sassoon's, Sassoon's already defunct, as we know. Um, I mean, you, you've got to be looking at some of the big boys, definitely. If Trevor Sorby has been affected, um, Charles Weverton, John Frieda, I mean, all, all these guys, these great names in, in the, um, that started in the 70s, in a big, in the 80s, uh, and where they are now, they they, they will be so... Neville's? Well, Neville's quite fortunate, right, in the fact that he owns a freehold, all right? Right. You know, so I, I, I kind of feel that Neville would never have the problem if he has no clients in or 100 clients in because the freehold, you know, will always go up anyway. So I don't think he will ever have that problem. But the problem that he will have, right, is age. And again, Trevor will be... He must be about what seventy years old. Do you, you, you know what I mean? Uh, but going back to well, he's not making the decisions. That's the yeah, point. That's the isn't point. It? Yeah, he's, he's not making the decision. At, uh, Trevor Sorby. Yeah, and so and the finance. What about Richard Ward? Richard Ward definitely will eventually come to the point. I mean, I did hear an interesting point about them actually. I, I don't know if it's true that to repeat it. That's the problem. But I did hear mm. something quite interesting. But I'll, I'll say that for uh, for you and me. But I won't repeat it on, on air. Um, just in case I get sued, <laughs> really. Nothing, nothing else. Um, no, but yeah, it, I think because the rents are going up and the footfall is going down. So, mm. you know, and also in the art industry, right, it's two simple things you need to know. What goes into what goes out. And obviously, if, if going out is far greater than coming in, then you've really got to start looking at closing your business. You really do. Or, or start to re, revamp your business. I think this is what Trevor Swarby's done, really, in the fact that it's great space. It's probably tied down to a lease as well. And how does it get people to come in? You open the door for everybody to sort of come and say, right, you don't work for me, but you can actually rent a chair there. Did, did yeah. you know? So, so what are the downsides to this movement then, Joe, do you think? But there is no downside, but the only, the only downside I would sort of see, right, is that what is in the heart of central London, right? So any hairdresser that wants to go in there, they have to take mm. a tube there. Because if you're going to drive there, congestion charging, parking. So to do mm. one client, yeah, uh, just talking about if they drive. Um, you know, to do a client there, that's going to be about £25 just to sort of go there, all right? And then how much are you going to charge a client? I don't know. Uh, if they if they were to take a tube there, hundred quid. Hundred quid. You're gonna give what? Uh, Maybe. It has to be. Yeah. I mean, it's a good name, mm. right, Trevor Sorby. So you're not gonna go cheap. Um, now let's see. I wonder if they'll do a trade test and all that kind of thing. <laughs> no. Think? No. If you're renting a chair, you just. I suppose. If you're renting a chair, you just pay to use a space, yeah. don't well, you? And, and basically, so so basically, that's the negative then. So, do you think that Trevor Sorby will be diluting their reputation because obviously they then don't have the quality control of what? Yeah. What what the you know what the hairstyles and, and the, the standards young... of hair going out the door do they? Well, no, but they're basically they're giving. Up that. Yeah, they, they're giving up that reputation. Definitely, but then do, do you think the young generation knows who Trevor Sorby is? Good point. Right, you know, I mean, I know who he is. You know who he is. 
awesome hairdresser, awesome. You know, so, um, but the young generation, I, I don't think they do, really, personally speaking. So, but the, now, it's, it's quite interesting how creative they've be, they become. They've seen a problem, and how do you deal with a problem, basically speaking. I'm not saying it's the right answer, but they're dealing with the problem. If it works, what, what happened to that salon in um, Shoreditch, where they had um, rent a chair, they had photography, they had, Dance, do you know what I mean? That um, was it called White Space or what was that space called? Oh God, you know what I mean. Are you asking me? Yeah, what was that? There was a company that they did something similar to that, didn't they? There was, there was like, weren't there one called Green Tit or something? Oh, no, like... Green Tit. They, they did a British version of the Southern Republic model, didn't they? But they, but they. Expect... Oh, you're talking. Oh, you're talking about the the one in Farringdon. Yes. Uh, yeah, that was called the. Was that called like the collective? That's it, the collective. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Collective. Because, um. because they, because they, they kind of went into sort of like um, even dance, don't they, or or um, seminars and things like that. Because it started off as a hairdressing. The salon collective. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, no. Well, they've got a few. Uh, they've got a couple, I think. So. Yeah, the one in Farringdon was the yeah drama school hair by Hunter Hunter Collective. The Hunter Sorry, Collective. Hunter Collective. Yes, yes, Hunter Collective. There we go. Just a quick quick Google search. Um, so they've you know like I say, it's just a, you're just hiring out a space. You know, you're literally hiring out a space, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, so there's only one. There's only one. It's the one in Farringdon. Um, but they've got lots of friends, lots of partners from Unilever to Davines to L'Oreal to Angelo Seminara, all brands. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> they, they just all like they just sort of get get Dove. Yeah, they went with an idea and they just sort of think right. That's that's not enough. So they've got they got they pass some more and it would never be enough. It, it, it is quite interesting. It really is. I mean, what I find really, really sort of like um, interesting about this, right, is that they they got they got um, the lease and and, it's, and yeah. they're trying to sort of make it work. Why don't they just shut it? Would that be easier? <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? That's what I find really, really sort of like bizarre that they feel that they've got to keep trying something to make it work. I, I think that would be very stressful. It, whereas, mm. whereas it'd be just easy to sort of say, you know what? I've done it for a couple of years, stop working, end of, really. That's what I find really bizarre. Unless they have the freehold, that's a different story, really. But yeah, what, what do you think of the Trevor Sorby thing? Uh, I think it's positive, mate. I think anything that any business can do to survive the next couple of years has got to be good, right? Yeah. And and clearly, you know, obviously, if if hairdressers were in charge of that franchise, it would be a huge decision to make and a controversial decision to make based on the credibility of Trevor Sorby in the industry. But because these people are clearly accountants and they're looking to kind of, you know, get some money back on their investment, they are looking at it from a certain distance, aren't they? And they're they're not they've not got that they're not letting their heart run their head when it comes to finances. So clearly um, clearly it sends out a, a quite a big message to the rest of the industry that hey this is a viable option if you want to kind of stay afloat and especially if you're in the center of London 
then you're probably going to have to look at this model as well. Do you know well, what I mean? Well, see, so, see like, 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 sorry. I think it's good. Uh, well, see, I, I mean, I saw a good friend the other day for uh, for dinner, and they offered me a chair in, in her salon, right? Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, I could go in, you know, she was very generous to me as well, right? So I could go in, do my client, the client would pay me, and, um, and, and you know, they'd be quite happy for me just to be there. Oh, you know, me to do my, to do my client, which is a fantastic offer. Okay, you know, because when I was working mm. in Sajura, I was get, so I was giving them like thirty five percent of my takings. Do, do, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So like hundred fifty quid, I gave fifty quid. Like you know what I mean? And and yeah, they didn't do anything. I, I did. They, sometimes I was busier than them, but uh, so Eleanor get offered me saying now. The only downside about I see all this, right, is that why would you want to do it? Why would you want to go to a salon to do a client, right? When either could come to you or you could go to them, which is easier. Just, just how I'm mean. being. I really, yeah. do, I really do not get the rented chair policy. I've, I've, I've experienced it. I've done it, but um, going to a client's house or, or them come to me. It's much nicer, I think, Aaron. And and you do it yourself. I mean, I know you go to um, John Conardo's salon and, and you've got clients coming to you, you go to them as well. So you've got all three options. What do you... Options are open. So what do yeah, you prefer? I mean, it, it, well, like I say, I, I do like all having the option. I like having the freedom. It's as simple yeah. as that. I can't tell you whether I prefer one over the other. Um, you know, sometimes I'd rather, you know, not not do them in my home salon. Sometimes I'd rather do them in 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 a, in a proper functioning salon. Do you know what I mean? It, like I say, it's having the ultimate flexibility yeah. that I prefer, yeah. and I think my clients like that because even though I've got some building work starting up here in the next month, I've made my clients aware of that. They're still happy to come round my house in the midst of building work. Rather than go back into the salon, yeah, listen, mate. So, I mean, were, what does that tell you? Well, class were quite happy to have a hair done during COVID pandemic, too, mate. So, what does that tell you? Though? I mean, they'll risk yeah. anything to have a haircut, right? Yeah, no, it's, it's important. It is, it yeah, is. It is important. No, I, I know. I, it's quite good to have the options, but if I was given a choice, I, I'd rather go to a client's house. If anything, well, I actually like them coming to me, to be honest with you. I should give them a discount, too. Um, they come to me, and I, plus I give them residence parking as well, so and a cup of tea. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, totally. But, yeah, that's the other benefit around here. You know, free parking. Yeah, and you know, and I, uh, no stress. I, I think no stress. Yeah, I think go to free a salon parking, to rent a chair, easy, or, on an ad hoc basis, is is somewhat very cold. Well, I think, you, and, you, and you're giving up quite a, unless you can book in a, a lot of clients in a particular day, you're going to be giving up quite a bit of money as yeah. well, aren't you? But but like I say, it, it's, it just depends. Do I think salon, you know, being an employee of a salon is one thing? Yeah, I mean, for certain people, for certain people in the industry, like for the younger stylists, yeah, of course it's beneficial for them to be an employee. Do you know mm. what I mean? They know exactly what they're going to get every single month. As we saw through the pandemic, all the furlough payments, I mean, they were all celebrating, weren't yes. they? The fact that they were employees because they could get their money without. Those like you and I that were freelance and self-employed, you know, we took a big hit because we couldn't do 
um, hairdressing during the pandemic, could we? And we were, we had no kind of, you know, the government were giving us a tiny fraction of our profit. Well, you know, nothing. they weren't paying us nothing. out. So. Well, I know you got nothing, but but what I'm saying is is it just depends on circumstances. You know, we we talk about people want their security; they don't want to be free; they want security, right? Yeah. It's it's you know, what's your risk profile? You know, what is your risk profile? For me, I just love being sovereign. I love no two days being the same. Um, and you know that's what I'm in it for, and I think you know I've got a strong enough client base that you know they will travel to see me wherever I decide and to that's do whatever key. you know. And that is that's the, the key. key, a strong client base. Yeah. Right. Anyway, mate, let's move on. Okay. What's up? So the next thing I wanted to talk about, uh, well, actually, I wanted to do our, um, I just wanted to do our ad read, the support the show spiel. So if you is it going to be Bitcoin Essex? No, 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 this isn't uh, an advert. This is, um, you know, if you'd like to support the show, because Salonomics is the business side of hair and beauty sector with no bullshit. We, unlike any other industry broadcast, Salonomics has decided to be a solely listener-supported production. This means the listeners contribute to the show both financially and through engaging in the subjects we talk about. Please help us by becoming a supporter and passing the word that Salonomics is the only show which shares your passions and airs your grievances. Your contributions, whether it be via referral links or whether it be by sending us PayPal messages, mean that we continue to bring you the content that other creators cannot dare to. If you want to shout out or get something off your chest in an anonymous way, critique a colleague, burn a bridge, or throw someone under a bus, make sure you send us a note via PayPal on salonomics.com, or you can email us, or you can send us a little message during uh, our Telegram group. Our Telegram group is found at t.me forward slash Telegram, but all the links are available on our website, salonomics.com. So then, Joe, um, next... Next. Next. Ding, ding, ding. We have a shout-out. i got to give a shout-out to this uh, listener. Uh, I don't know if you um, saw this on LinkedIn just recently, but our good friend up in St. Andrews, Robert Ad- Adamson, celebrates 18 years. As, he's older than 18 years, isn't he? Yes, he celebrates 18 years. In the salon, mate. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't know that, though, no, because obviously I'm not... Uh, since my account, original account was uh, <laughs> banned... I, I, oh, have you not have you not linked up with Robert? No, because I've just sort of like... Unless they request me, I, I suppose I should, I should do it. I, I talked to him on WhatsApp, though. I mean, I was talking to him yesterday. Right. Well, I'm just going to... Well, I, Oh, okay. Well, that's all right, then. So I've just Please. sent him your 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 link so yes. he can connect with you again but yeah 18 years at his salon robert adamson hair design so many congratulations robert um here's to another 18 i mean you know yes. you know what a bugger said to me yesterday well, well yeah well done robert Bravo. um because i was i was working yesterday right uh, in suffolk mm. i'm driving down i get a text message well what's that message it's at 2 30 a view from my golf club, right? This is this is this is a this is a message. View from my golf club, and guess what golf mm. club it is? 
The Grove? St Andrews in Scotland. No way. Yeah. I mean, you know, the famous building, you know, that's sort of like wonderful um, sort of like coastline of, that's his, well, he's a member of St Andrews, isn't he? So, um, so yeah, bastard. <laughs> but in the nicest possible way, I mean that. So, so is he trolling you then? No, we, we, we just, we just chat on WhatsApp, don't we? But I was, yeah, uh, I suppose. I, 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 I was sending him an 18 year congrats. Well, that, well, bravo. Nice guy, yeah. nice guy. I mean, that's no mean feat, right? Not at all. And he's still happy, right? <laughs> I, I trust. I trust. I trust he is. Um, have you got any clips for me this week, mate? No, sorry, mate. Uh, I haven't, actually. I'm afraid. I've, I saw I've been, um, you know, been a bit busy. I was working yesterday in Suffolk. I was working Saturday. Um, I, yeah. I, the interesting thing is, right, I can't fly, fly in and from Dubai. And she just mm. she, she's moving to Lisbon, actually Portugal. Beautiful. And um, and she's just sort of like, look, it was it, it's off the cuff. Joe, are you are, are you free tonight? You know, so I said, yeah, I I, I would go and do it ahead later the uh, five o'clock. And and at the same time, she so we went out for dinner as well, like you know what I mean, because um, you know had a, had a quick dinner we were afterwards. And the interesting thing is, this this is where the um, I think the tourist market. Is affecting London as well. There's no duty free anymore. She was telling me, right? You know, so when you come to London, right, from uh, these places, you can buy all your um, your, your design levels and things like that. And then when you fly back out, right, you can claim your VAT back, don't you? Yeah. That doesn't exist anymore. There's no there's no um, um, duty free anymore. So. Is that from the EU though? Well, only. Well, no. This is from into this country. Okay, so okay. again, so she was telling me, really, that um, the days of sort of like um, come to London to do shopping, there's no benefit. They're over. Yeah, there's no benefits to anymore. You don't get that luxury of to get your VAT back as, as you leave the country. Mm. So I think that will affect the economy, mate. I think that will affect mm. it somewhere along the line. You know, I'm not an economist to sort of say that, but, you know, with people spending... You know, I, I know with the Arabs, when this sort of come to London, they will spend weeks in London. They might spend two weeks instead of three weeks, type of thing. I'm just sort of saying, really. Yeah. You know? Sure. So. I have a clip I wanted to share with you. Uh, you got a little brief uh, bit of it then. Um, it is going to sound like pretty chaotic, and it's probably not going to translate. It's a, tra- um, it's a Travis Scott um, <laughs> concert. No, no, no. Although that was um, pretty tragic. Unbelievable. Um, you know, this this is something that I don't think many people uh, really understood because I went to a fireworks party on Friday night uh, around one of my friends' house. We had a fantastic time. Um, and it was interesting because I had half an eye on Telegram because I'd been seeing on a lot of the channels um, on Telegram that there was this million march... Uh, yes. Million March to yes. Parliament. Yes. Uh, on Guy Fawkes Night. Yes. Because obviously, as we know, the whole Guy Fawkes gunpowder plot was an anti establishment thing. And obviously, November the 5th is a pretty volatile evening to be doing things all yeah. anti establishment. Anyway, this kind of does filter into my under the bus as well. But I have got a couple of under, under the buses. But yeah, I'm just going to play this. This is the noise from Parliament. I mean, air raid sirens, I don't know if someone's just dubbed that on. 
Anyway, you you get the picture. Yeah. Basically, the, the the video is available on the Salonomics Telegram channel if you want to go and have a look at that. Essentially, what it is, it's thousands upon thousands of people in Parliament That's right. Square. That's right. Um, literally demonstrating against vaccine passports, you know, lockdown, the government's collusion at COP26, you know, government collusion with Big Pharma and all of that, right? Mm. You know, it, it, it was a healthy demo. However, obviously the old Bill have gone in there, full riot gear, yeah. shields up, gone in like, you know, with their truncheons, started cracking skulls, which obviously... Huh, yeah. Is obviously, you know, pretty abhorrent, yeah. right? Um because obviously, the, 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 most people always go back to the Black Lives Matter protests last year where people were rioting and, and there was no police cracking skulls then. It was all supposed to be largely peaceful, right? Mm. Especially what happened broke out in America, right? Yeah. Um, there was mass looting everywhere. But, you know, the media reports that one way. Well, don't you think it's a little bit unusual for the tabloid newspapers on Saturday morning... To be talking about, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Yeah, yeah. If there was riots outside the Houses of Parliament, don't you think that would be worthy of a front-page oh. news headline on the Sun newspaper on Saturday morning? Def- but no, what did we get? We got breaking news, David Janola's just signed up for the latest series. <laughs> yeah. On the front yeah. page. Yeah. Yeah. The front page. So while... People are remonstrating, demonstrating while police are having tear bomb, tear gas <laughs> yeah. flung at them. The, 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 the sun are don't look there, everyone. Look over well, here. It's not just the sun; it's everywhere. Coming. It's everywhere. All media. They, work. Right? they all work. Right? Yeah, they all work. And, but, and, yeah. and this is what I was telling you, you saying before, right? Yeah, you know, you've got you got three narratives. Yeah, you know, I saw COVID, climate change. Yeah, you know, I saw like the um, BLM. But you've got no alternative views to anything. That's the thing. Mm. You know, you, this is the this is it's control, right? I mean, you know, I, I did. Well, it's just distraction. Is, is it distraction? No, I think it's just. You know, the revolution won't be televised, Joe. Man, that's right. They're just, they're just ignoring it. Uh, and, you um, know, because uh, the last thing that any any government want is for more people to understand that people are beginning to. Take matters into their own well, hands. Well, this is it because I mean? the bullshit that the the politicians and the media. I mean, the technical. I, I mean, I, I you know, don't mind me so like um, indulging a little bit, right? I was thinking about this all. How did we get to? You know, sometimes you go look at things, right? How did we get here? You know, we are here. We we, we are where we are today, right? But how did we get here? You, you know, I. I tell you how we got go here. On. Two two weeks to flatten the curve. <laughs> Right. That's how we got here, mate. The government essentially shutting small business, local business, destroying the local economy for big pharma and for big corporations. That's how we got here. I mean, it's a proper, you know, I mean, there's no there's no conspiracy theory well, but about there is, there is, there now, is, mate, there because is. we can now look back and join the dots, well, can't well, there we? Is, this is how we got well, here. There is a lot, there is a lot of conspiracy, right? If you look at sort of like people like Bezos and Bill Gates, right, in, in, investing millions, right, in sustainable farms and things like that, right, but none of them are in Europe, okay? They're all in sort of like Turkey, Africa, South America, right, where the labour laws, the politics, the the um, 
the bureaucracy is completely different, right? So they've got a free hand, basically, doing to do what they're basically speaking and to do what they're doing, right? So they're becoming more and more powerful in, in these areas. And then you have sort of like someone like, um, say, remember Donald Trump years ago, right? He goes to a meeting, right? So, you know what? Well, he doesn't believe in um, climate change because he, was, he believes technology will resolve all issues because he signed away from the, uh, the Paris Agreement, didn't he? So then mm. you've got sort of people like, well, he saw it as an he saw it as an anti-competition that, treaty. That's right, and, and he knew and, and, he knew the threats, yeah. right? That he was that he, he had a general society on the average person. Now, Donald Donald Trump loses the election, right? And he blames it on social media. And yet, who who goes to COP twenty six? The technocrats, all the people behind the World Economic yeah, Forum, who do trilateral, who commission. didn't want Trump in power basically speaking yeah. and so i sort of see all this right as you know this is where the new order comes in because again they have you have people marching in glasgow every weekend right for um, action on climate change now they're having a big big meeting right putting all these regulations and guidelines this um this um e e esg um, um guidelines and yet there's a big demonstration, and yet there's no police there to um, to police them as well. You know, I mean, so yeah. It, I heard a great fact about the COP26 the other uh, did day. You? Uh, apparently, yeah, this three week uh, this three week conference that's happening in Glasgow. Um, someone measured the predicted carbon emissions of this event, yeah. and it's more than what Scotland would burn in a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So you know, double standards are are you know getting. And, and I think this is this is what the the the, the media and the politi and our government is is ignoring. This this million mass march on over the weekend, right? I think it's it's actually a very strong statement to sort of say, you know what, we can't handle the bullshit anymore. And and I and I think. There's more. There's more and more of the demonstration on a regular basis, not just number the fifth. The revolution will will start to get momentum. I really do. I, I really mm. do believe that. Actually, yeah. I, I mean, it's yeah. We're we're in for a tough couple of years, mate, aren't we? Do you know what I mean? And I think, um, I think, I I, I I'm, I'm sure all of this will work out to be good. But you know, at the same time, you know, it's we've got a bit of an uncertain future. Well, kind of so yeah, be... don't want to leave it on too too much of a bad note. But I do want to refer you to this tweet before we 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 you know we go back on that again. I think we'll have to move the ESG chat to the next okay the next show because uh, we're already an hour. Sorry. So I, there's a great tweet I saw. Obviously, as you know, I'm a I'm an advocate for the carnivore diet, yes. and I eat red meat and things like that. And ever since I did go on the carnivore diet, I hacked my metabolism, lost two and a half stone, and ever since I, I've kept that weight off been for four years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I've seen that transformation. It's fantastic. Really is. Yeah, and it, I, I must put it down to the fact that um, I didn't believe the um, you know this the vegan movement and the carbohydrate movement of you know eat eat more carbs and industrial sludge and you know eat your five a day and all of that. I kind of rebelled against all that. Uh, I removed bread, uh, bread 
at milk and cereal from my diet and the weight just tumbled yeah. off in about six weeks i lost two and a half stone and and i've been 12 stone pretty much ever since then four years ago so it's interesting i do follow a lot of you know uh, organic farming people i follow people um that you know talk about you know natural farming and i think jeremy clarkson obviously did a lot for the farmer's case didn't yeah. he in his show uh, Clarkson's Farm, which was fantastic. If you haven't seen that, by the way, go and watch that because that is just a brilliant, brilliant eye-opener as to how tough um, it is to farm. I think, what was it? Um, nine months he spent working and he come out with a net profit of about 160 yeah. quid for nine months' work. So you hairdressers, whatever you moan about, it's not as tough as farming. What, 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 what? You know what we have to do, but um, but yeah, there's just this tweet, and I, I'll put this up in the uh, show notes as well. It's from this farm life. The guy said, "In my lifetime, we have seen atmospheric carbon rise by fifty percent. We have also seen the world population rise by seventy-six percent. Cars on the road up by two hundred and twenty-five percent, and the amount of air passengers up five hundred and seventy-five percent. Oh, and let's not forget the amount of worldwide cattle in that same time has gone down." five percent so let's let's act on the true cause and not what the money tells us to do hashtag cop 26 yes so what does that tell you mate cattle is down five percent and they are throwing the throwing everything at it in order to try and alienate eating meat what does that tell you yeah i'm just bewildered young generation i really am I, i i i've got i can't for, for one reason or another, I just I do not understand where they're coming from to sort of like... Um, to this. Well, they want us all to be unhealthy, don't well, they? Yeah. Don't they want us to be unhealthy and reliant on the um, big pharmaceutical industry for the rest of our lives? Well, I mean, but, but just the point... I mean, I, I don't understand why they can't see what they're doing. It's poisonous. You, you, know, do you know what I mean? Not as in, you know, sort of venom. But just poison in 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 uh, in t- towards mankind because it's just it's just bewildering. I, I I'm flabbergasted, but it's true. It really yeah. is true. But the interesting thing about um, vegans and all that lot, right? You know, when you go, I, I believe anything right that's packaged, it's got a shelf life, it's unhealthy. All right. You know, when you eat meat, it's, you, you know, meat's got a sell-by date, hasn't it? You know, two or three days. But when you've got, like, these sort of granola bars or uh, these sort of, like, healthy um, sort of, like, cereal bars and things like that, right, that's been sitting in the shelf for three months, it's got lots of additives in it, mate. Yeah, no, totally, <laughs> totally. And those additives are the things that are generally quite exactly. bad for you. I mean, exactly. you know, just eat re- real food. Exactly. You know, nature's brilliant at creating its own Yeah, packaging. yeah, go and get a fresh uh, we can We can solve, you know, we can solve all the pollution and all that at the same time. Yeah. But what I don't understand, Joe, and I did tweet this the other day, why is everybody so anti-carbon dioxide when it powers the planet? Because <laughs> they don't understand, Aaron. They don't understand well, CO2. I don't know. I mean, oh, have we hit this paradigm of um, idiocracy? Of course. Like, has the population of this planet been dumbed down so much that they think black is white, white is black, peace is war? Yeah, I mean, because truth. Yeah, yeah. Etc. Yeah. I mean, do you know what yeah. I mean? It's it's it's, it's insane. It like I say, it is. We can only do what we can do. All right, then, mate. We need to wrap up. Who's going to throw under the bus, mate? Oh yes, I forgot to throw. Um, under the bus yes my under the bus 
this week. Uh, with the collaboration, it was between me and you, weren't it, this week at the Under the Bus? I am going to... I'm not going to name names. I'm just going to throw those organisations which accept money to give you a rating. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about those uh, those companies. You know, there's quite a few. Good Salon Guide, PHAB. Yeah. Uh, what else is? Uh, how many others are there? I mean, there's a lot. BBC. And, and basically, the scam is this. Yeah. Well, I mean, the scam is this. Pay us money, join our club. We'll tell everyone you're great. Yeah. And we give you That's a sticker it. to stick in your in your salon. And we'll give you a sticker yeah. to put in the window. Yeah. yeah. I mean. I just want to throw those organisations under a bus. They're completely unnecessary. We are living in a time of ultimate honesty, feedback review system on the internet. You can type any business you want into Google and Google will give you a rating based on whether that business is good or not, based on consumer, real consumer ratings. Do you know what I mean? So why on earth... The people still investing money in these antiquated old systems, which su- don't make any I sense. I suppose, uh, you know, Auntie Ethel and Peckham High Street, right? It's a it's recognition for all the hard work she she's mm. been doing, you know, providing a great service for the for the area. I suppose, you know, I'm just saying Auntie Ethel as an example, right? So sometimes it's quite nice to be recognised, Aaron. Don't you think? Yeah, but yeah, you know, yeah. surely, surely the only recognition is the fact that you can turn the lights on every day and go to work well, and have a steady flow I, of clients coming through. And I suppose the professional bodies actually should actually sort of do something quite worthwhile in ethics. Actually, sort of do researches in in long established um, businesses where they actually been helping communities because you know there's been lots, there must be lots of barbers around and lots of hairdressers around, around that's been serving the same clients for like 30 40 years these people should get recognition because that they, they actually they actually sort of like sustain them all right well what about a blue what about one of those blue plaques yeah. that you've got you've got a blue plaque what about one of them blue plaques like 25 yeah. years ago joe salon opened his show. yeah oh, yeah i don't know yeah exactly something like that that'd be quite nice yeah, do you know what I mean? Oh, one other thing before we do wrap up, though, Go mate. Um, uh, people have been reacting quite well to my Anon with a sign guy. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So it kind of, I mean, it feeds into that was one of the ones that I did uh, the other week, which was my clients don't care uh, if I'm registered. That's, that was a direct right. attack at the Hair and Barber Council who just want to take £80 off you a year to put you on a list. We're just going um, to show, clients are not stupid, right? They, they actually... Clients aren't stupid. They don't care, they don't care. whether I'm registered exactly. or not. No, they don't care. So, yeah, cancel your hair, hair and barber council subscription. Cancel that. Save yourself 80 quid. Put that into Bitcoin and, um, yeah, start building your... Get off zero. I'll, I'll, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm going crypto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look after yourself. Become sovereign yeah. like Joe Mehmet over there. <laughs> All right, All right then, Joe. Um, where can people find you? On Instagram, Telegram. Yeah, you need to say more yeah, than know, on Instagram, mate. I'm, you I'm, need to give your actual handle. If you just type right? in Salonomics, and uh, that's where you find me. All right, I'm Aaron Dawn Hair on Twitter and all the socials. You Aaron can find Dawn the Bitcoin Essex too. <laughs> you can find the main show at Salonomics everywhere too. Uh, but also uh, shout out to GoSalon.uk. 
if you want to make your retail easy and digitize your retail shelves and sell 24-7, then go to gosalon.uk and sign up for an account there. Well, they will help you do just that. On that note, Joe Mehmet. I'll see you soon. Thanks for today. Right, mate. Well said. I'll see you soon. Well said. Bye-bye. Speak later. Bye. Ta-da, mate. Bye.